Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Strike. That's right. We're talking strike today here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, including Superman casting news and dun, 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 Dead Reckoning Part 1. Let's go. Hello. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast of LRM Online and the Genreverse Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and I've got with me Dose Lads to talk about Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. Um, yes. You really threw me off with that intro. First off, I really did. I was, enjoying I was your, changing it up. I was enjoying like your little your Mission Impossible dance. You're like, dun, dun, yeah. Like, little shoulder, little shoulder you bop. You got to do the shoulder it's dance. <laughs> got to do the shoulder <laughs> bop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right I'm, uh, so I'm let's actually do it also interested in this 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 might be the last week we have news for the next year uh so <laughs> i'm excited to dive into the news <laughs> and really just relish it roll around in it get around. to know it really well um yummy. this Tasty. is gonna be but before we do that of course uh we're, we're gonna be talking about a little movie that could um and i don't know i'm uh, i'm excited to talk about it. i'm really interested in thoughts because I feel like I learned a lot about myself while watching this movie. So let's hop into it, Jonesy. Do your thing. All right. Ethan Hunt and the IMF team must track down a terrifying new weapon that threatens all of humanity if it falls into the wrong hands. With control of the future and the fate of the world at stake, a deadly race about the, around the globe is about to begin. Confronted by a mysterious, all-powerful enemy, Ethan is forced to consider that nothing can matter more than the mission now i mean the lives of those who care he cares about the most you know it's funny i read that synopsis before and it didn't occur to me until just now when i was reading it that nothing matters more than to him than and i was gonna say family in the back of my head don't you dare <laughs> don't you dare ruin it no, listen no no it's already ruined i'm i don't know if you saw my notes this is the most fast and furious mission impossible movie there is only like, better 100 yeah, come on. It's not a good movie. Come so, on. I read your notes. I'm with you, but come on. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. All right. So this film is starring Tom Cruise and is written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie on Rotten Tomatoes. As of the recording of this podcast, it has the 96% from the critics and then 95% from the viewers. Let's see if we agree. Gentlemen, uh, who wants to give their thread first? Their non-spoiler thready review. Of I got reckoning. it. Let's go. Um, okay. <clears throat> eh. <laughs> and moving <laughs> on. Yes. yes. But to be fair, here's the yes. thing. I have to. I have to clear. I'm gonna put an asterisk. Nick just and died it's inside. It's gonna lead to one of those pictures that you know that's basically a long, a twit long, except in in thread form. Um. I learned. I don't know why it took me six movies or seven movies. These movies just aren't for me. They've never been for me. Uh, oh. Literally have they? Like it's literally. I, I think the fourth one was the one I liked the most because it most had. Protocol? Yes, I think that one was the one that had the most personality to it, 
and it the majority of this one is like takes stuff so seriously but is also simultaneously so goofy and um we'll talk about that a bit more but essentially i also don't care about 90% of what's happening and that's the case for most mission impossible movies i just don't care like literally halfway through this movie almost through any movie i'm like i don't know what the fuck is happening here all i know is tom cruise is not happy or he's happy and it's hard for me to engage in the action when i do not care that's all. I'm gonna stop. I'll I, stop there. I love. I love this song. I love this song. I agree with ninety percent of what you said, and I'll I'll tell you why in a minute. Danny, let's yes, hear your, your toot. Let's hear your toot or your thread. Well, being as you can't see my beautiful face today, you're gonna have to make do with my beautiful toot. Um, it gave me everything <laughs> I wanted and everything I expected, and yet somehow left me feeling kind of hollow and empty. Man, and I think. After our discussion, you've described we're all going to agree every single why. Mission Impossible. You've described no, that's not true. That's that is pop, that is objectively yep, wrong. All right, so here they're I'm gonna, I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna they're do. First the off, same shit. First off, no, the same not, shit. Here's what different year. No, you're fucking wrong. You're so wrong. So here's the thing. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. First off, it's so crazy that we're fighting about something different than I thought we would be. I came in here ready for a fucking knife fight. Based on the early when, when have I ever expressed movie? interest in Mission Impossible, Joe? No, no, no. When no, have no, I but ever? Listen, but here's here's <laughs> the difference. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Everyone is like, Tom Cruise is back to save the summer. This is the greatest. Do, 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 do. And I'm like, this movie's fucking not good. Like, not by any stretch of the imagination. And it's lacking. You're you're right, Danny. It's not as good. It's not as bad as Fast Ten. But even by Mission Impossible, like. I would rather watch Mission Impossible 2, which is probably one of the most hated Mission no. Impossible movies there is. No. I would rather you I would rather watch back. Back. No, no, you're wrong. You're both wrong. Double no, no. Uh, you listen, know what's funny? Listen, I, here's the, I, re- the thing. I read your I, I read your notes, Jonesy. Yep. And I know you we're gonna discre- disagree on a fundamental aspect of this movie about what we don't like. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna we're gonna not All like right. well, let me let me let me movie. let me give you my thread. Let me give you my thread, and then we can fucking jump into this shit and we can have a real night fight. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, so 100%, Tom Cruise brought it in this movie. Like, I enjoyed his performance as Ethan Hunt. Um, he was he was all in on this film, and I was all in on his portrayal of the character. But that wasn't enough to save this movie. It has a dry plot, a lackluster villain, needless fridging, boring fucking action. Um, I, I think even diehards, with the exception of Nick Dahl, would be disappointed by this film. Um, yep. but I think you could probably enjoy this as yeah, but listen. Dude, Nick Doll, he's like, I'm seeing this movie three times this three week. Times. <laughs> I saw somebody wait. I saw somebody say this is the best movie of the summer. I've seen no, the best movie of, of the summer three times already. That's fucking Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Three times I've seen that fucking movie. It is, it doesn't get old. I don't want to see this movie again. I've seen every Mission Impossible film multiple times. Too many times yep. to count, in fact. Yep. Um, I will probably never watch this one again. Only That's to remember the toot. context in part two. Man. Oh, this is my toot's done. Toot's over. I'm ready. I'm ready <laughs> luckily, luckily they have a five hundred word the five hundred character limit there. So I think I think Man. you just snuck in underneath the wire there. <laughs> that, that wasn't even a toot. I was just I was just bitching and complaining at that point. All that right. So let's bad. jump into spoilers. Um, and how do you guys want to do spoilers for this? Like, all right, Jammer, what let's let's do it this way. What's the thing that you think we're gonna disagree about? I know what you're gonna say. Do you? 
Okay, so yes. for me, uh, the problem I have with a lot of these movies is it's they're very serious and very dry. It's the moment where there's some levity to it that I really like. There were moments in this movie where they brought levity and more dynamic action to it that made me like, oh, oh, oh. So the chase scene that took place in Fast 10's world, um, that was pretty fun for most of it. Was yep. it Rome? I don't I'm remember the city. Uh, that would that that was really fun. Like the and uh, what I loved, I loved Haley Atwell in this movie. She was fantastic. I loved her. She was so much fun because she was like it was very clear. She's like she sucked at driving, and she was just like no no you're you're driving, you're driving because she was terrible at it. And then that moment where they flipped and they switched spots, so good. That was amazing. No, I love that scene. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Yeah, yes, it, was. it was. I knew that's what you I take my punch. Thank back. you. And I like I liked her I liked her um her character arc she she was the only character that I could sink my teeth into character wise everyone else was the same shit as each in every single movie and I I'm over it no one grows it doesn't matter so she was like she was the only thing I could glom onto yeah there were parts where I'm like oh my god I wish she like didn't just run aimlessly for no reason I didn't understand what she was doing I think that was like a more of a narrative thing than anything else he's a else. fucking child. Like yeah. she and is then, like, hold on. I thought that's hold what on, I thought that's the thing you were going to say. That we were no, I don't think I don't. I'm not going to say here like, oh, that was a great move. No, that was stupid. I still really liked her character a lot. And I also liked at the end where it's like, you trust me. She's like shaking her head. No, I thought that was really funny. Nick, no. Why would she trust you at this point? Not yet. Almost there. But I liked her character arc in this movie and I liked her character. For the most is part. Is that the disagreement? Is that the disagreement? I think so. Yeah, I think so. So I don't disagree notes. with you. I don't think that she had an arc that I liked or cared about. I think she did what she could, right? The problems that I had with her were not Haley Atwell. They were how they positioned her in the they film. They were plot contrivances. And, and it has everything to do with how they set her character up, right? So they fridged this woman at the beginning of the film, yep. right? So for those who don't know. fridged her again. <laughs> they fridged her fucking good. So there is a woman at the beginning of the film. We don't know her name. She has no lines. And the bad guy whose name we don't know at this point shoots her. And this is what caused Ethan Hunt to become Ethan Hunt. What? Wait, what? Oh, that. Okay. That flashback. Was that that from another movie? What what was that? No, no, that's no, no, it's not from any fuck. It is from this fucking movie, which is what makes it so bad on this. Yeah, that was okay. That I assume I assume that so, was something I forgot from another movie because they all no. blend into me. And this is why it's so bad because they tried to make this thing and take this guy that hasn't been in any other movie and go like, here's this mysterious character from your past that murdered somebody that you loved, your sister, your mother. I don't know who the fuck this chick is. She had no lines. And so it bothers me that they tried to use that memory and here's what i think they're trying to do this is what i think they're going for you guys can correct me if i'm wrong i think that there's something about this woman that Haley atwell it reminds him of her but they haven't done that work to show you what that is because the yeah, movie I, is I trying to even well, tell here's, you here's that's what well here's why i think that that's the case i think that's the case because what they said was one of like this woman that you care about is going to die one of these women that you care about is going to die. At that point, there was nothing about Haley Atwell for him to quote unquote care about 
More so well, than certainly what we not, saw from Ilsa Faust. I agree. It's but definitely so, not yeah, more than Rebecca Ferguson. Certainly not care more than he does for Ilsa. No way yeah. would he care more and so, than he does Ilsa. No way. That's why I think that exists so that okay. at some point in the future, he's going to be like, you remind me of this person who we don't know. And that's why he cares about her. Fuck I this think movie. So, I, I, this, this I is think the part. Right. This is the part where where Nick Doll comes in and goes, "Hey guys, did you know that they shot this movie without a script?" Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Give yes. <laughs> yes, um, I completely yeah, I completely buy that. <laughs> I get the so, Jonesy. They're gonna hmm. they're gonna make more of this um magic new backstory in the second part. I, I got that's the only thing that's I can not how you I tell don't know whether that was a good yeah, but it, it, it's not a good choice, but I get the feeling we're going to have a deeper flashback and a more of a understanding of these guys' past relationship. But even I'm sitting there so, going, sitting there thinking, even yeah. if they do that, they haven't earned that to nope. to make this film count, either part one or part two, because we've got nothing about this whatsoever in any of the other films. It, it, it could have done without it. It could have worked just exactly the same, not saying good, but it could have worked exactly the same without that. We could have had this... Paint by numbers villain, another female interest that he pretends to care about, but not enough. It didn't need to need that flashback. It's just, it, it, it could have happened without it, the whole thing. And like an Indiana Jones really, film without him. Could have, same thing would have happened without him. It, it also really bothers me that part of this was the setup that got Elsa killed because the yeah. only reason she died is for the plot to be able to tell you that these women around Ethan died. She was too good of a character to be used as an example for why Ethan I fails agree. at protecting it women. It was very, very, especially when they faked out death her at the beginning already. I'm like, yeah. Well, and has, still, has that even like happened said, in the films? Has that, I mean, it, I, I remember what? one of his colleagues got the, with the chip in her nose. I think it was number three. Uh, yes. Yeah. Other than that, so, the, all the females seem to have lived. He married one, or close to married well, one. Not, he also survived three films. So his whole team gets killed in the first one, and then the woman that he was in love with, that he'd had sex with, that was um, Andy um, Newton. Way no, no, no. This is the first one. Um, oh, John Voight. John Voight's wife. Oh right. Yeah, Ethan yeah, Hunt yeah. had sex with her, and yeah. then John Voight kills her at the end. Right. So that's one. Then Dandy Newton. Than Wee Newton. She lived. That's an interesting story. She lived, but that was a really fucked up story, right? There's this woman that yeah, he recruits because he thinks he's recruited. Well, but hold on. He recruits her because he thinks he's getting her for her thief skills. What he does is hand her to her ex-boyfriend for her to get not sexually yep. assaulted, but basically sexually yeah, assaulted. Yeah, the whole story true, right? but, but she it's a lived. gross story. My point is, my point no, no, is no, that but, they're living. But this I'm talking about protection. around him thing. I'm talking about protection and a woman having sex with a man that she doesn't want to have sex with. Who's a mass murderer. That's also we're going to do the women. Hold on three. You're right. Woman up the nose, death Four. ghost protocol. Uh, I don't think it happens in there, but that's his wife. Five. 
uh, that's when he meets Elsa. So like, yeah. it, it is a, it's a thing that happens. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Well, well the one the woman we have, we have, saw die as, up as this movie. After movies. This movie, hold on, hold on. As this, been a male or a as this movie, as this movie has proven, there are probably fifteen other women that we can get flashbacks to that got shot that we just don't know about. So your <laughs> point is moot, Danny. <laughs> I also thought, you know, we're talking about this movie. What was frustrating to me is. As a narrative, I don't think this movie did enough to explain to me why we needed a part two to this story. True. By way yeah. of example, between Rogue Nation and Fallout, that's a part one and a part two. I can very easily make the argument that Lane being the villain in Rogue Nation and then him coming back in Fallout while pulling the strings of Henry Cavill, that's Rogue Nation part one and part two. And that yep. was a much better, much tighter set of films um and i hated that so like i don't know if you guys saw this i put the the links of the movies this is the longest mission impossible film this one's that, yeah. 163 minutes um Felt like it so it, i was looking at my watch the entire time the, the first actually when, when, up until like the scenes up until the, the opening credits i was like oh no that took forever to get there like i literally <laughs> wasn't i wasn't engaged until the funny scenes during the chase scene in Rome was not engaged until that moment. I do like the the train sequence at the end. I like no. the the falling the continuously falling trains. I thought was fun. Yeah, that I know you hated so that. That was that was not funny or interesting. It looked look. That's to the you. kind of scene that you would put in a Mission Impossible parody, where like one car falls and then another car falls and then another car. Falls car fault and these motherfuckers are slipping slide what's wrong with it's, it as so i just funny. told you it's it's a parody of itself why and no nah. what do you mean why why is it a parody so in the first mission impossible you had a train scene with john voigt and ethan hunt much better even... done wait uh, I, you're asking sorry, me why it's a parody boring as bo- i'm sorry you're but right. you're asking me why hardcore. it's a parody you're right it's you're a parody right, you're right, because continue. so this film had lots of callbacks to the original you've got the train fight at the end with knives so just like this one, you've got sleight of hand with Krieger and the Knockless. You've got <laughs> that was a great scene in the first one. I fucking love that. Um, no, no, I was just got, when when he started doing the magic trick, I was like, oh my god, what are we watching right now? What's it's, going no, on? No, no, but <laughs> so I appreciated it as a callback to the first one. You've also I got do. the um, you've also got you know I understand you're very upset. Callback to the first one. You've also got there were like they just kept doing it, kept doing it. So when I say parody of itself. You had a scene just like this in the first one. And what I mean is this one is just a worse version of what happened in the first one, especially because when you think about how he was fighting on that train, like you might not like one. You might think one is gone. I found this to be a worse version, especially when it starts slipping and sliding on the grease and the water. And then the fire comes. I thought that was great. And then a piano falls. I'm like, fuck. I I think you were bored in the movie at this point, James, because it's not. I was. It was so. I thought bad. it was fun because because for me, yeah, when and, I liked it, so one and here's one the note I that I have that... at that point. It, wait, wait, okay. I'm gonna let you go. But here's here's the note that I have at that point. At this point, I'm being critical because I'm looking at my watch and I'm ready to leave. That's the note that I have at that. Yeah, 
that's yeah. and that's definitely what it sounds like because that's not a parody of that that was a that was a fun action sequence that had would had a lot of things about it that kept you on on tenter hooks and how they're going to get through i knew the parachute or the wing was going to come into play at some point but i i found that whole sequence fun yeah. i certainly didn't I think it's a parody uh, one thing i think that brad bird brought into the franchise with ghost protocol a little bit of extra clumsiness and character driven action sequences that make it more palatable for someone like me. Cause up until that point, well, I guess the second one doesn't count, but up until that point, it was just so serious um, and just weird. And the, not weird. It was just so serious and boring. And then the, no, I think one the second one's in, like, even very self-serious. Yeah. Self-serious, but it was like, it feels like a parody still because it's so, it, it, it's so itself. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. It's so whatever. Um, but yeah, the fourth one where I feel like they gave Tom Cruise a bit more personality and when he fights making mistakes and things like that, making things a little bit more awkward, almost, this is a bad comparison. You know how like Jackie Chan fights where it's like awkward at moments that he has to like pivot based on that. It's like those things. And that's like, like the slipping and the sliding because the thing has this thing, like it making them not look as flawless as they're fighting. That makes the fights and the action scenes more interesting to me. Yeah. Um, more natural, and so I like more those. more real world. More that's that's what would happen because nothing would happen perfectly. Right. Everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face, kind of thing. Then then. So you're telling me right. that this Roger Rabbit bullshit, where the fire's starting and the grease is on the ground and all like that, that's more natural. That was that's, fun. Fuck you, got fuck you. No, guys. that's just that's just them dealing with it's the fun. environment rather than just yes. um you know just painting the numbers. I like the alley fight sequence. Jeez, I thought that was something original we haven't seen. I like that. Um, I did like that. Yeah. But you know what that makes me think of. They wasted the shit up on. Um, yeah, so I always I always mess up her name, but I don't so, understand. Hold how on. I felt Amantis... I felt a specific way. I felt a specific Let, way about her. Your, let's hear a specific way. I felt like what is this two thousand? The way that they are like dressing her up and having her like do things. It's like it felt like she was a, a henchman in a two thousands, like early two yeah. thousands movie. Like yeah, she was almost just kind of there for like set dressing and to be fetishized for most of yeah. the movie. Yeah, she came colors. off like an, an early Bond villain, um, almost like a mm. Grace Jones type, where there's just like like lots of yelling and punching and kicking and screaming, but no dialogue, no lines, no development. And for me, it's Until disappointing the when you have Palm Clement, whatever. Until Ish. you have like Palm Clementioff, who you've seen in Guardians 2 and Guardians 3 do action, do comedy, do drama. And just, she's reduced to like, the role that Batista played in Spectre. I'm just confused. I get that she might come back for the next one, but in this, it felt like a waste. It feels like we're being Agreed. set up for the next one. Like, hey, you don't need to know who this woman in the black and white thing is. Wait till the next one. Hey, Palm's going to come back. We've got a pulse. It's okay. Wait for the next one. Fuck you. Entertain me now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's I just... a lot of... There... This, yeah, this movie, this... Let me, uh, it's fun. Let me I tell came, you something. I came into this. I feel like a lot of the same problems I had with other Mission Impossible movies, I feel like we're heightened in this one. Oh, we didn't even talk about you mentioned in your 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 tweet or your your thread, the boring villain. Or also there were definitely scenes, the scene in the, the club. I literally just leaned over to my wife and I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on right now in this movie. These people are all saying things and looking at each other meaningfully. What the hell is happening? I don't know. I don't, the I don't they keep saying the entity. What I don't, what is the entity? Who is this other random guy who's supposed to be the villain who I don't understand his motives? I don't understand who he is. 
is he he's a real the dark person? Messiah. What is happening? He's the dark Messiah. Like I thought for for the longest time, I thought he was like a a representation of the entity. What what is he? Yeah, what is this guy? Life model decoy. I'm sort of really good for my hologram. Life model thing. decoy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a T one thousand. So, uh, to me, that ties to a couple of things. Um, did you guys see Westworld season three? No, no. Fuck. That's why the show got canceled. So that, like, the <laughs> plot of Westworld season three is is this? Because right? and I didn't have... watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the specifically the two of you, like, well. They're not oh, watching. Yeah. This I mean, to be fair, I I, I was late to the game <laughs> on the first season, and I didn't even finish the first season. So, um, yeah, I just I don't understand why he existed. Um, I just man, I feel like I have to qualify this by saying I love all of the Mission Impossible movies. Like this is the first one where I'm like, what am I watching? I was just so frustrated. Oh, I can sorry. understand your frustration. Although I don't dislike it as much as you, I understand why you're frustrated. And I agree with a lot of the stuff that was on the notes, just here's, not as vehemently as you. Well, here's what happened. I was kind of off kilter from the beginning. That scene where they're talking to the director of national intelligence. What was that? Yeah. Exposition central. But it wasn't just exposition central. It was like weirdly framed and weirdly acted where they were using Mission Impossible 1 camera angles to like angle their faces weird as they're saying these weird lines one person starts a thing another person finishes the sentence yep. and I was just I was I could not re-engage after I saw I was like what I have no idea what's going on yeah I, I did like that Angela Bassett going on I was I, uh disappointed in that I remember thinking to myself, well, I don't like the story, but at least the filmmaking will be good. And I was like, yeah, the filmmaking wasn't that great. It was fine. It was serviceable, but it wasn't like amazing. It was no Oppenheimer or what I assume Oppenheimer is going to be. Yeah, I just I don't I don't get it. I could keep going. I just I need someone to stop me because oh, all I'm going to do is rant and rave about so go, ahead, go ahead. Um, stop. So I want to I want to hear your letter grade because we haven't talked about letter grade and then we'll we'll hop out to the news. So what is your letter grade, Jonesy? Because we didn't it's give letter grades at the beginning. It's Jonesy's got to go first. C. That's a C. What about you, Danny? C plus, brother. C plus for me. I'm with Jonesy on it, just not as in such a passionate way, but it's not what I wanted, but I'm glad I watched it. C plus. I'm giving it a C. Yeah. There you go. Average than the motherfucker. Like... Make sure someone <laughs> make, make sure someone uh make sure someone checks on on Nick. Make sure someone checks on Nick uh after after he's gonna goes, love it. What do what do we have to check out. on him for? No, he's no, no, he's no, gonna no, love for, it for your for your guys' after he watches this. Yeah, I mean, all right, you know, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I see him I see him tonight. A joke about. I see him tonight, so we'll see we'll see how that uh, goes. He's gonna be like, you guys are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like I just I can't a, I get bad. over. I know he's excited about it, but between indie and this, these like those are the movies he was just like all about. And I'm like, I don't. I'm not even going to see indie. I don't care about indie. Um, and this movie, I would not have seen if it wasn't for the podcast. You know what's bad? So well, I remember throwing it out I saw there. the trailer for this. When I saw the trailer for this, I did this, and I think I told you guys, I was like, this is the first Mission Impossible trailer where I don't feel anything, and I don't know what that is. 
I felt that about all of them. No, I love them all. <laughs> Man, when Henry, Henry Cavill, when he fucking reloads his arms, that was fucking pretty fantastic. Dope. It's fucking awesome. You guys ready? To, let's talk about some stuff I like. Let's talk I think about the fact that we're ready to move on already shows everybody another on. reason how we feel about this film. All right. Check out the next Mission Impossible that's going to drop in June of dun, next year. Dun, 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 I won't dun, accept dun, that dun, mission dun, except for the podcast. All right. So we've got some news. Let's talk about some more casting. We've got some more casting news. James Gunn. What? What? Yeah. James Gunn. He's throwing it out there. We got some more. Stop singing. If you're going to sing, you got to do the. Are you doing the thing? You got to do the thing. (laughs) So Isabella Messed is going to play Hawkgirl. Sorry. Sorry. You just said it very. You you nicked all that that name. Uh, Just Isabella Isabella Messed. You said it. I I apologize. You said it weird. Don't, Don't worry about it. It's fine. You know what? You're the newsie. <laughs> Introduce the goddamn story. You say the name however the fuck you want. You go. You do the thing. I have, I have a banana in my mouth. That's what she said. Your fucking fault. Yeah, exactly. All right. We got Isabella Merced, Eddie Gathegi, and Nathan Fillion. There's no Gar. The cast. There's no Gar and Thegi. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you you added an R before the T. Oh, Eddie. I said Eddie Gathegi. Mm-mm. All right, Eddie Garthegi. Eddie yeah. Garthegi. You you were just listening to me deep throw the banana. That's what it was. Um, <laughs> that was just a gargle. So, <laughs> Superman Legacy is a movie that that many of us are looking forward to. Or if you're following on Twitter, that everyone oh. wants James Gunn to get fired over. He breathes wrong, and everyone wants him fired. He uh ex- expresses a single opinion. Everyone wants James Gunn fired. Um, this is a new reason why everyone wants James Gunn fired because do they really? We got, yeah, I really. Mean, this this may seem more this once again. I'm sorry, you, you I said this on I'm threads. Shocked. I said this on threads because people always find ways to bitch and complain, and apparently my 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 personal interaction on Twitter has led to me always having hashtag restore the Snyderverse hashtag fire James Gunn. And other similar hashtags constantly trend for me, and these are some of the moments. Well, I'll tell you in a second. I'm gonna give me that confused ass look. I'm no, no, there. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm not okay. gonna speak. So these these characters, they're gonna be playing. Uh, oh my gosh, specifically Hawk Girl, um, Mister Terrific, and Green Lantern. Specifically, Guy Gardner, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, that's Guy correct. Gardner is the is the. Is I don't the think you said Nathan Fillion, but go playing. ahead. Yeah, I did. You were you were too busy fucking loading up that 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 jab against me, saying Garfeggy instead of Gafeggy. So there's an there's actually another one too. So there's one more. I don't know if you saw that. Um, Anthony Kerrigan was cast as Metamorpho. There you go. Well, I mean that 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 further leans into it. I think this was another thing. So the they're playing other characters within the DC universe. So like I said, Hot Girl, Mister Terrific, uh, Green Lantern, and then whatever you just said another version and everyone's being like although this was a superman movie this is bs he's bringing all these c-level characters to bring it to da, 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 da. uh uh really yeah that's what people are complaining yes does this surprise you doesn't surprise yes. me there's, doesn't there's, surprise me. there's also a group that's complaining about him uh using fillion fillion whatever oh, Nathan. yeah because he already used uh, fillion as like the well detachable, no whatever. they're they're get, get this they're they're mad because he keeps he keeps casting his friends as if lots of other actors don't are you know uh 
directors and stuff don't do that. As if Christopher Nolan doesn't do that. Kevin Smith doesn't do that. Judd Apatow Joss doesn't Whedon. do that. Joss Whedon doesn't. It, it, it's, it's a dumb complaint, but that is that it is, is one. It is a dumb complaint. Let me, let me tell you fucking incel something that may or may not listen to this podcast. All of life is who you know. Everything. Everything you do. Yeah. Everything. Networking. She's fucking Christ. I'm sorry. You still going? I I gave the news. So are, Danny, are react. More banana. Do you have more? Are you more? Okay. I am reacting visually, and I keep forgetting you can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like my great face for radio. Hey, Danny, Danny's giving a thumbs up to everything today. He he loved Mission Impossible. <laughs> he loves this news. He's gonna love the strike. Nick Doll, everybody. <laughs> I think I, I mean, I, well, yeah. you weren't here the last time we talked about the Superman himself casting uh, Jammer. And I was, when I was telling Jonesy about it, I, I am so not completely au fait with these. I want to see them in a trailer. I want to see them in some part of the character, etc. I can't really formulate any opinion one way or the other until I see them on screen doing their thing. And obviously Mr. Gunn has seen them uh they've been into some sort of casting procedure and he sees in them the characters that he wants to put on screen. So at the moment, all I can say is, okay, well, I, you know, show me what they got. Show me the movie. I need to see something for this. This is, uh, and because I'm not so familiar with the DC world, et cetera, the characters themselves, I'm not au fait enough with to even know whether or not they look sound or whatever, or sorry, how they look or sound or whatever. So uh, a very boring response to your question, Jammer, but I don't care until I see them on screen doing their thing. Show me the money. I mean, I think that's a big problem with fandom today. We all felt it. We we all wanted to say it when he said, show me the movie. (laughs) Show me the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Where people feel it every fandoms awful fandoms are awful sometimes where everyone feels like they're like they're an expert they know exactly how the dc universe needs to be executed they know exactly what superman is is a character they know exactly like when when after uh after marvels you know started getting ramped up everyone was like oh you can't have a team up without having each of the characters introduced in their own movies first and i was like yeah you can like you don't you don't need to like everyone feels like they need things need to be done a certain way. It's like, no, it could be done differently. Just give the filmmakers an opportunity to execute something differently. And James Gunn hasn't done anything no. that would, in my opinion, inspire doubt. I mean, you're allowed to say, hey, I doubt. don't know because yeah. of these reasons. But like he's done great things like he took Peacemaker. I remember not giving the smallest of shits about whether or not like the, the show was on. And I was just like, you know, all right, the show's on. I'm gonna give this a try. I was, I was dragged in by the first scene, and I was like, okay, this is funny. <laughs> this is funny. Like this is entertaining at least. And then I was dragged in by, or I was kept there by, just the sadness of Peacemaker vi- breaking into his own trailer. And I'm like, oh, this guy's got things to deal with. Visiting his freaking Nazi father, and yeah. just like, I'm like, oh, you really care about you really learn to care about him as a character and no matter you know all these goofy characters that we see no matter what like he's gonna know how to get us to care about these characters so like you said show me the movie we'll see it's great this is these are you know actually i don't know anything about eddie gafegi or the other guy that you mentioned who's playing another character i don't know about those people 
Eddie Eddie Gothegi has a get me saying it like he's from fucking Spain. He <laughs> all of let me tell you let me tell you this. Blurds, black nerds have a bone to pick with how he was cast. And if you look at him, you'll remember him from um New Class, X-Men New Class. Yes. He played oh! Darwin. Darwin. Yeah. I liked his character Darwin. before he got died, killed. <laughs> what is Darwin's power? What's Darwin's power? Okay, I actually I, I I disagree with this one because to me, evolution takes a long time and it happens so quickly but that's that not he how his adapt power quickly works. enough. That's Don't not how his power me, works. Dude. I'm just saying that's what I saw based on yes. what I watched. In evolution the movie. in the I, scientific sense, that's how it works. I don't but I don't care. That's not how his power is supposed to work in the comic book. I'm not arguing. Anyway, I'm just telling you how black nerds feel about it. They'll never forgive that fucking movie for that shit. So I'm really looking that's forward fair. to seeing him as Mr. Terrific. Can I, is it my turn? Can I say how I feel about this, this character? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go for it. Go, so go. like I heard what you guys said. Um, I'm definitely more excited about this, not necessarily from the perspective of who they cast, but what it means for the movie. This to me speaks to the scope and scale of a flick that I wasn't expecting. Up until this point, Superman movies have been mostly solitary affairs, right? We've gotten to see Superman. We've gotten to see his villains. Except for what we saw in the Snyderverse. This is the first time we're getting to see him play off of other DC heroes. And what I love about that is there are lots of people that don't like Superman generally. And what I think this gets us is the ability to see why he is who he is and why he's so special and why he's so great within the context of that universe, right? Especially when you look at somebody like him versus Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner is a prick. And I'm not saying like that in a bad way. I like him. He's an asshole. But getting to see him contrast with Superman is going to be awesome. Um, And so for me, the scope and the scale of the movie, even if they're only in the movie for a few minutes, I think that really helps the lens through which we will see Superman. And that, that means a lot. And that changes what I thought Gunn was going to do with the story and makes me more excited for it. Fair. That's all I got. Fair. Any last any last thoughts, Danny? Nope, that's fair. Thanks, Jonesy. All right. Strike. I keep wanting to add more to this. Like, you know, it's an opening line of Star Wars. What was the one that was the third one, right? Episode three, where it's like war and the Emperor speaks. The Emperor speaks, something like that. Uh, but I Zaslav speaks more to, add to it at that point. Zaslav <laughs> speaks. So it's most animated strikes are happening. Ever. Strikes plural. I know for the, what the longest time, what was it? How long has it been since the writer strikes started? A while. Um, 11, 11 weeks. 11 weeks. Jeez, that's almost three months. Wait, that's, yeah, it's almost three months at this point. And I was like, wait, that's not right. <laughs> there's three weeks in a month. I was like, wait, no, wait, no, there's not. There's three. What am I thinking? Um, so yeah, <laughs> almost three months un- since the strike has happened. And we're we're rolling into another strike. SAG-AFTRA has officially decided to go on strike, leading to, you know, some pretty noteworthy things such as uh, the actors from Oppenheimer having to leave mid-premiere uh, because they're no longer allowed to promote their movies. Wow. Uh, so here from Fran Drescher, he says, who is the president of the uh, the SAG, 
after whatever um what she says what happens here is important because what is happening to us is happening in all fields of labor by means of when employers make wall street and greed their priority and they forget about the essential contributors that make the machine run if we don't stand tall now we are all going to be in trouble we are all going to be in jeopardy of being replaced by machines and there's another quote that i don't have because i couldn't find it but i read it somewhere where essentially she talked about they're you know the last where they're working off of contracts from the 1960s and that did not take into account the ability to streaming replicate someone's voice replicate someone's likeness do all sorts of things to basically circumnavigate the idea of actors it's kind of a similar thing i mean different but similar to what the writers are writing for you know the fact that uh, well, it's different, but essentially it's machines and AI taking over, but it's different enough to where I, I don't feel comfortable lumping it completely together, but essentially we're fighting against machines and how they have changed. They they have changed the landscape so that we're essentially worthless. Writers are worthless. Actors are worthless. And the fight needs to happen to uh, guarantee their value in the system. Otherwise they will be run out and it's just going to be just going to be a terrible landscape for for talents I, I on both writers and actors sorry i cannot help but notice um the <laughs> direct like almost word for word uh uh concerns that unions had on factory floors when machines were taking that uh that over it's so interesting because arts was something that one would have would have thought for the longest time would have been safe would have, there's no way a machine can take the the job of of this type of of subjective artwork you know, writing and 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 voice acting even and 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 so on but like i said the words that they're used the words you just the, especially the way you explained it uh it literally sound you could go back in time and listen to to mm-hmm. uh factory uh workers concerned about robots coming in to build uh build cars it is insane it's weird because for me in my mind i'm like okay the difference is i guess the type of industry like they're making widgets there here they're making i guess products and art quote unquote art however you want to define it and they're essentially sub the thing that we all thought we thought that enough of us would get replaced in those you know factory type jobs and other jobs that we would be able to just spend time on art and now art is getting replaced and now i'm just like okay where is that where is that uh universal basic income that we oh need my in order god to yeah who, pretty soon who would who would, who would the, pretty support? soon ai and machines are going to be able to do everything and we're just going to be sitting here with thumbs up our asses not going to be able to do whatever and what's we're wrong not with be able to work you think i want you, that you think yeah. you're going to actually be, oh be no no around? don't get me wrong i want that i want that, do you, do you, I no. want that. <laughs> Yes. Hold on. If hold we're on. Not needed, yes, I want it. Needed, hold on. Hold on. Stop. 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 Kyle. Quiet. No, what I want is I want uh, the problem is if we do that, if we are sitting there doing nothing, which, you know, I'm all for doing nothing. We're not going to get paid for nothing unless something radically changes in our system. That's the problem. I voted Living for Yang. is expensive. Don't worry. I, yeah, I did not vote for Yang. I did not waste a vote on Yang, but, you know, I completely... Get your point. You're talking, Kyle, but we can't hear you. I didn't waste a vote on Yang. Oh, he knows that. Okay. Kyle's like, I know you can't hear me, but I just got to get it out. So I'm going to talk as if you can hear me. 
I, I it's just it's just really funny that people think that if if you're no longer needed to produce for society and and this isn't like people get marched off and and like off but if if you don't need workers there's there's things that are going to be done to make sure less workers are born and and this whole idea that we're going to uh produce or or progress ourselves out of out of labor yeah we will eventually but we're also going to progress ourselves out of out of population because if if you don't need it then only the haves and that's only the haves that have right now will will get to stick around they're the only ones that will get to breathe because none of us will be needed so it's it it is it is a frightening thought to have people on earth that aren't needed if if that makes sense cuz once that happens you're you're just a liability on those that are comfortable if if that makes sense. So it that's it a is, dark turn. I just thought it wasn't going to get more black no, mirror no. episodes. It is actually a very very <laughs> scary thought. Um we yeah, so it, it's funny when people are like, "Oh, we're going to progress our way and we're all going to be able to do do art and stuff." No, you you won't. They won't need you for for that and you are a liability on the resources that are left. So yeah, mm. AI and machines like like the, it is actually getting frighteningly scary. And that's not like a generation thing. That's like three, four, five generations down the road. But yeah, it's scary, scary stuff. I doubt it. I think it's like two generations or less, but I'll be, I'll be so? gone either way. Yeah. This is just gonna, it's good. It's yeah. we're, we're at, we're at the exponential part. It's happening. I would be surprised if it doesn't happen within the next 30 years. Things are happening mm-hmm. so fast now. So fast. Yeah. What's your anyway, question, Jamie? Anyway, uh, I, I forgot. This is a, uh, we're talking about the WGA. And we're the not the babies. After. Yeah. <laughs> So with this happening, Jonesy, Yo. do you think that studios are going to be more likely to sign something now that they have two guilds on strike? I don't know. So it's kind of fascinating, right? We've got Bob Iger, who has just uh, had his contract extended, and it's this idea that he was brought in to... Well, not brought into. He's talked about how much money they're just burning, right? And how they're not doing well with that. You have David Zaslav talking about how much money they're burning. It'll be interesting to see what they do because there is that report, right? That they might just wait them out. Um, And I think they have the money to do it. That'll be the interesting thing. Like they've been bitching and moaning about how much money they don't have. I think they can just wait them out. Um. Because I can't imagine a studio signing away the ability to utilize AI. Google is utilizing AI. The military is is utilizing AI. China is utilizing AI. And China is going to be using it in their film industry. Hollywood's biggest competitor right now is China. And so I would have a hard time believing that they're going to be looking across the Pacific and just thinking like, we can do without the technological advantages because the writers and the actors don't want us to utilize them. Now that might mean that they need to come together and find a a better way to negotiate about exactly what they can and can't do with AI, but the wholesale, like, no, you can't use this in your process is not going to fly for the studios. And so until they can find a way to figure that part out, this won't, they're not, they're just going to wait. I'm I'm willing to 
not have any content for a long time. Give me, give me two years of zero content. I'll fucking, I'll, well, I'll keep myself preoccupied. It's always anime. So, Can I ask you a question about that? Yeah, let me ask you a question about that. So, are you willing? Because you're a writer, you don't write movies, yeah. but you do write. Are you willing to not watch any films or television to support this? Because there's still stuff that's been filmed and it's in the can, and these studios are going to put this stuff out. So there will be some residual revenue that they're going to get based off of subscriptions, which is part of Fran Drescher's argument, right? So they're talking about uh, contracts that have existed since the 60s that don't take into account uh, subscriptions and just kind of the the locked-in nature of how we watch TV now. Because at the time when yeah. that was negotiated, you had ad revenue, you had um, – um, reruns that would appear on different networks, right? Networks could buy and compete for those reruns and those people would still get residuals. That doesn't exist that same way anymore. They're locked into Netflix. They're locked into Hulu. They're locked into Disney plus. And so that contract doesn't work that way anymore. So my question right. for you is now that we have all of this stuff that's filmed, are you just going to not watch it? That's a good question. Uh, at some point, I might have to put my money where my mouth is. Am I willing to? I'm not gonna like it, but maybe we'll see how things go. Like if it's if there's if there's a movement, if there if someone out there who cares more than I do is like, hey, let's band up, band together, and do this. I'll just be like, ah, sure, I guess. I don't know what I'd be able to do on the podcast here other than just you know regale you with tales of living. A normal life. I'm always but... curious where where does that line get drawn, right? Because good question. we've had conversations on this podcast. We've been kind of talking about this when we talk about crunch. Every time we talk about what's happening in these FX studios, we're talking about unfair labor practices, basically. And yeah. so we're kind of talking about that again now. When we talk about it with regard to animation studios, we're talking about that. When we talk about it with regard to video games. So as these laborers are doing these things, what are we willing to do? Or I'm asking you, what are you willing to do? Well, I guess my question is, I'm willing to, I'm willing to cancel some subscription services. I'm willing to not go to to the theaters, but at the same time, I'm also in favor of not needlessly suffering. If I just decide right now, Hey, I'm not going to do this anymore. Nothing changes if I just decide that I'm not going to do this anymore. I'd rather be a part of a movement that actually is striving for a specific change. And, yeah. But I'm too lazy to set that movement up. So it's like it's one of those things where, yeah, I'll support it. I don't have time to dedicate to it and spearhead it. But I also don't want to needlessly suffer. You realize every entertainment medium is under attack by corporations right now. Music. So streaming services. They are gutting artists. Same thing we're talking about with movies, television, video games. It's all connected. And the more these corporations merge and come together, the more power they have. Huh? Intel Unlimited. I mean, you know, there was that time when Amazon and Apple were accused of collusion in book sales, right? Um, Because Mm -hmm. they were the pricing structure. So the more power these corporations have, that's what we're getting. And the only way that wheel gets broken is not with actors marching in the streets. The next step has to be us. Us as the consumers. Yeah. Well, Jonesy, <laughs> organize it and I will join. <laughs> <laughs> 
buddy i am a bullet catcher i am uh I, that's not my fight i mean it's technically it's not my fight either but like i'm willing to support <laughs> it if, if there's a movement like i said i'm not gonna put forth the effort and be like hey let's do this because that's too much time that i don't have but you know if that were to happen i guess that'd give me more opportunity to read so that's a positive Anyways, anyone else have anything to say before we close out? No, I find it fascinating. Listening yeah, I was going to say, you've been uh, awfully quiet, Danny. Uh, oh, no, I've been very animated. You just haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving <laughs> thumbs up to the studios. <laughs> Fucking corporate shill. Scab. <laughs> All right. You know, I, was re- I realized today that um, reality TV show contestants or folks, are, they're scabs. I never, I never thought about that until today. It's fascinating. I don't think anyway. they're technically actors, so. Well, but you know what I mean. They're like, yeah, within the context they're supporting the of, system. Yeah, they're crossing the picket line. That's right. They're scabs. Um, man, I feel bad now. I got to do this Mission Impossible closing for Mission Impossible movie. <sighs> Is it going to be so, Mission Not Accomplished, Unaccomplished, Ill, Ill Accomplished? Oh. That's not my line. That's not my line. You can, you can, however you want to slice it. So well, we're not going to say it. I think that sends a clear message. We will not say it. Man, <laughs> so upset. So upset this movie. Dear listener, if you like what you heard, and you might be in a 95% that like this movie, so you might not have. Do all yeah, the we're socials. clearly like, in the minority rate. here. We're in the minority report. Do all the socials. Like, rate, comment, share, subscribe. We would definitely appreciate it. Also, jump on the Discord. Tell us how wrong we are, right? Like, I, I want to know. If you liked Mission Impossible... Dead Reckoning Part 1. Come and tell me on Discord. What was the thing that you liked about this film? Because I'm I'm at a loss. But yeah, we'll be back next week for, with what? what are we doing Barbieheimer? Are we, are we doing a double feature? Are we doing just one? We're not oh, doing a double feature. Other. We're doing no, a double I, feature. I, I, I know Dave's got to do a double bubble. Dave's got to do a double bubble with me. I'd, ra- I'd, I'd rather do a double bubble. Barbie. Yeah, I'd rather do Barbie. double bubble. So yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.